Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now is our correspondent at large, Peggy Stanton. Uh, she's a dame of the altar of Malta and was ABC News' first female Washington correspondent. She's hosted many programs on Ave Maria Radio, including the uh, Malta Minute with the Catechism. Peggy, good to have you back here. Thanks. Thank you, Al. Good to be back with you. I thought uh, this would be a good time for us to do a few things. Uh, one of them is preparation for Divine Mercy Sunday, which mm-hmm. we're, we're coming up on. Right. And to go over, uh, we were talking about this off the air earlier this week and mm-hmm. talked about the, you know, approaching the catechism on the Divine Mercy and that kind of thing. But you oh. told, you began telling me a story, which I, which you stopped because, <laughs> because you wanted, I said, let's talk about it on the air. Right. And it, it has to do with you a uh, painting. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> a seven-foot representation <laughs> of divine mercy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna. Okay, I'm, you've got me curious. I'd like to know how this happened. <laughs> well, my introduction to divine mercy, believe it or not, was at the Connaught Hotel in London, England, in the ladies' lounge, and the 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 maid there. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That has to be, don't you think, the most unusual introduction? I I say it's not where I would have expected it, no. (laughs) Well, it's not where I painted the painting. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, the little maid pressed a devotion into my hand, and uh, she said, oh, this is, she was Irish. She said, well, this is simply wonderful devotion. And I, I said, well, oh, thank you very much. And I, in my head, I'm thinking I'm already in devotion overload. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got back to my hotel, you know, I was, it was about to go in the basket, but she had raved about um, the power of it. So I, before it hit the wastebasket, I retrieved it and started reading about it. And the promises, I, I think you've probably read them, Al, are mm-hmm. so uh, phenomenal. And yeah. I, I thought, well, I'll get, I'll get road test them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Very laughs> which good. is which is what I did. And um, you know, the divine mercy came through on everyone, and so I became kind of a devotee myself. And um, I started, uh, when I was back in Washington, I started trying to um, paint Divine Mercy. Huh. And um, I, I started with just the head, and I, I just could not get anything that satisfied me. Mm-hmm. Every, every face looked kind of trite and lacked yeah. spiritual quality. Mm-hmm. So one day I was having lunch with a... Um, uh, an analyst uh, at the uh, Commerce Department, and she had been to Medjugorje, and uh, she wanted to tell me all the wonderful things that had happened to her there. And uh, and I'm listening, and she said, then she suddenly says something very startling, which is that she had seen our Lord there several times. I said, you did? Wow. <laughs> Thinking to myself, you're either a loon or an authentic mystic. I know, right? <laughs> but, but she was just a very normal bureaucrat, not you know, <laughs> okay. a pious uh, fanatic. Uh, but so uh, I said, "Oh, well, what did he look like?" And and she said, uh, uh, "Or oh, I know, I didn't say what he looked like. I said, uh, why doesn't he show up to artists who are trying to paint him?'" And she said, oh, but he does. I said, oh, 
he not on <laughs> not on my canvas. And she said, he, she shows up on your canvas. So about a couple of, uh, I don't know how many nights later, I wake up. You're going to think this is wild story, Al, but it's true, every part of it. Sure. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I come out of a sound sleep, and this very uh, commanding thought uh, says, go to your studio, which was down the hall from my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Go to your studio, and you will see the Lord. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I was so terrified, Al. I just, I laid there like a frozen (laughs) statue. I just didn't want to move. You'd you'd have thought I'd been invited to go see the serpent instead of the Savior. (laughs) (laughs) So I lay, (laughs) and I didn't move. And finally, it was such an insistent thought, I I finally crept out of bed. So I wouldn't wake up my husband. And uh, this is the funny part of the story. (laughs) Vanity takes over. Since I'm going to see a man, I go in and comb my hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh, my. So I get down to the studio, and I timidly turn on the light, and he's not there. There's no And I'm I'm so relieved I can hardly stand it. But I'm wide awake now, so I say to myself, well... I better. I might as well do a little work while I'm here. So I pull out. Uh, now the painting is Al is done on something called Prismacolor. Okay. And Prismacolor is I call it oil in a barrel because it's it it it's, it has the archival quality of oil, uh, and it's but it's in a pencil form, and you can make it look like pencil. You can make it look like pastel, oh. or the more you layer it, it can look like oil. Mm-hmm. So I was attempting the oil look. Anyway, I get out the paper, and you have to affix it to a board, which was about eight and a half by eleven in size. And I start just noodling around, and at four o'clock, precisely at four o'clock, I've, I've a pair of eyes are staring back at me. Very, wow. very intense eyes. Yeah, and the interesting thing, Al, is that I'm, I, it's I'm tired. Then all of a sudden, and it's it's obviously time to go back to bed. Yeah. So I, I put it away, go back to bed, and and you know how you wake up at that hour and you can't go back to right. sleep. Right. But I could. I went right back to sleep and woke up at my usual time. I guess it was seven, and um, so the next night. Three o'clock, exactly at three o'clock, I wake out of a sound sleep again. This time I'm not quite so terrified. I go down to the studio, pull out the the painting, and I start working on it again. And this goes on night after night, three o'clock. I wake up. I'm awakened. At four o'clock, it's clearly time to stop, and I go back to bed. I wake, wake up at... And this happened, and then in the middle of it, I said, if you don't mind, Lord, I prefer prime time. (laughs) (laughs) And this this instant thought comes back at me, could you not watch one hour with me? Oh, my. Yeah. (laughs) So I say. What a rebuke. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) And, uh, but the end, by nine nights, I have this 
head of Christ with which I'm finally satisfied. Wow. And so I, but I put it away and I don't show it to anyone, not even my husband. And um, it's there for quite a while. And then uh, one day when I'm going over to Georgetown University Hospital to see my friend Dorothy Shula, this was Don Shula's first wife who ultimately died of cancer. I but see. She, she was being treated there at uh, the cancer center yeah. in Georgia. And I mm-hmm. used to go, and I would go over every day, and I would pray with her. And all of a sudden, this thought goes in my head, uh, take the painting over to show it to Dorothy. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> how do I walk into I a hospital? Say, this, this is the big, this is big. Well, no, now it's it's the head. It's just the head. Oh, just the head. Okay. You know, okay. So all I have now is Christ's head without his body. <laughs> 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 he can, he cannot walk himself. Yes, <laughs> right. He, he, he has to work. <laughs> he has to work through you. Yes. <laughs> he has to walk through you. That's right. He has to be carried. So um, I put him in a black plastic bag. <laughs> And I timidly walk through the hospital into Dorothy's room. And um, so when I uncover and show it to her, uh, the emotion she expresses seeing it um, tells me, I think to my, I guess I have to finish this. I've got to put a body on it. Well, you know, here's a head that's eight and a half by 11. So it's... It's a good size, yeah. so you're going to need a good size body. Well, I have never, uh, at this point, never even contemplating doing a, a body that large, uh, and much less figuring out how am I going to do it. But um, since remember, I told you it's all on paper. So how am I going to get a huge piece of paper stretched over? Who knows what? Yeah. So I'm up in my attic. Uh, looking for something else, and what do I see but this huge piece of plywood, and it's exactly the right size that I need. But then I've got, how do I get it down? You know, it's what comes down from the attic. You know those those drop-down ladders? They're sure. pr- pretty fragile. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, I'm not going to ask my husband to try uh, to manipulate this, so... But I walk out out of my house and in the, the courtyard. We lived in a muse area, and there are all these construction workers <laughs> working on a house, rehabbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good old Holy Spirit <laughs> gives you the jab. Ask them. Huh. So I walk up as if, <laughs> I think they were all Guatemalan or Ecuadorian, or and I say, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and I explain the situation, and they say, Oh, sure. As if, you know, every day they have some crazy lady <laughs> asking them to go up into her attic and bring down a piece of plywood. But they they go in, they go up. Within minutes, they have it down. They have it in my studio. And um, then I, and oddly enough, I have just enough paper, same color background as that of the face. I put it on. I finish the body. And when I affix the head to it, you can you can't you can bear in the right light you can't even see tell there's a difference. Wow, wow. So that's not the end of the story, though. <laughs> so.
so it sits there in the studio for a long I finish it in two weeks. The body's finished in two weeks. And then I'm on this committee that for the very first um, Divine Mercy celebration at the Basilica of the National Shrine in Washington, D.C. Yes. And we had, you know, we'd been meeting all the time because when you're going to do something with 4,000 people there, it takes a lot of planning. Uh, I'll tell you what, Peggy, yeah. we've got to take a break. Okay. Uh, let's okay. pick it up there You're at the uh, shrine. At uh, the shr- shrine in Washington, D.C. For, uh, preparing for a gathering of 4,000 people. Uh, yes, all Divine right. Mercy. Hold it there. Okay. On the other side of the break, we'll pick it up at that point. My guest is uh, Peggy Stanton, sharing with us a remarkable story of how she came to paint the Jesus of the Divine Mercy. Good afternoon. I'm Al Kristen. My guest, Peggy Stanton, uh, is a dame of the Order of Malta. Uh, when we finished up the last segment, she was um, in, in Washington, D.C., with the, uh, 4,000 are gathering at the shrine, uh, and it's for a special occasion of divine mercy. What year was this, by the way, uh, Peggy? Uh, uh, I think it was the year 2000, and it, it was actually is my recollection— which sometimes is faulty these days, but my recollection, it was the very first Divine Mercy celebration at the Basilica of the National Shrine. Okay, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Very good. So uh, you're you're on the committee there um, organizing this event. So this is a big event, 4,000 people. It's a really big event. I mean, it, it, uh, my guess is 4,000 because it, it fills up the entire basilica. It's a a very big event and organized by, uh, the Marians, you know, of uh, the famous Marians of, uh, Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But this is, uh, the chairman was brother Leonard Konopka, who was a a brother and living there in Washington, D.C. And, um, anyway, we get, we were practically we're days away from the celebration. We have ever ever you know they it, they plan it down to the last nut and bolt, and um, but one big problem happens: the the big big painting of Divine Mercy that they had planned to use, which of course would have been all framed and everything. It would have been right there in the sanctuary, so everybody could see it. Yeah, doesn't show up. You're kidding. They don't have it, and 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 they're really frantic. And so, uh, Brother Leonard, I I had told Brother Leonard the story of Divine Mercy, the way I, the painting, just just as a, a funny story. Um, and so he remembered it. He said, "Peggy, um, how big is yours?" And it was, it was seven feet tall by now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I'm half the size of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but so um, I, I, he said, "Well, can we use yours?" And I said, "Well, Brother Leonard, you haven't even seen it. You don't know if you'd like it. And besides, it's it's not even framed yet." He said, "I don't care. We're desperate. We need it." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, any port in the storm. So we bring it down, and you know, there it. There it is, you know, it, yeah. it, without any frame, 
and um, <laughs> and the bishop is celebrating the the mass and so forth. So it it and I I'm kind of you know absolutely awed that the Lord would be so humble. Yeah, <laughs> as to allow this. <laughs> Class B artist with her unframed painting, having it up there. Um, so, anyway, the bishop helps me take it back to uh, the the van where we take it home. And then a couple of days later, I get a phone call, and a Spanish lady is on the other line, and and she said, uh, "Are you uh, the artist who painted the painting?" I said, uh, "Yes, I am." And she said. Uh, Oh, I had to talk to you, she said, before the celebration. She said, I had a fantastic dream of Jesus. And she told me all about the dream. So I said, oh, what do he look like? And she said, that is why I called. He looked just like the Jesus in your painting. Wow. So um, anyway. You you must have just been tingling all over. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible confirmation. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Well, so then um the basilica had a couple of paintings of mine that that were on display in the um visitor center. And so they did me a favor. Finally I got I got it framed, but you know, there aren't a whole lot of walls that can yeah, right. handle a 7-foot painting. Sure, sure. So the basilica actually kept it for me in storage. And then a museum in Dayton, Ohio, asked if if I could uh, do an exhibit for them. And I said, uh, it's it's all Mary in there, you know. And I said, well, yes, if you let uh, Jesus be in it. And can you believe that the, the director said, "Oh, but this is a Marian museum." I said, I, 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 "You have to say, well, um, you, you, you want the mother, but not the son." Yeah, I mean, this exactly. I said, "I said, well, what do you think her whole purpose in life is? is to point to her son." And so finally, they said, "Okay." So of course. Uh, it's a major ordeal, which I won't go into, getting him from Washington to Dayton, Ohio. Uh, but anyway, he comes, and uh, of course, he steals the show, wow. <laughs> as Mary would expect him to, sure. does, wants him to. Of course. And so uh, the, I, I wind up giving them to the museum, who is who was so reluctant to have him in the first place. Um, Anyway, so so now we're in we're in real time. We're here now, and the and the book uh, that I told you from the White House to the White Cross. Yes, this is your the book that you've been writing. Yeah. Right. Well, the story that I just told you is in in there with more detail than we can do on the air, and so they want, of course, a picture of Divine Mercy. Well, I've never had a really good photograph made of it. Uh, so, uh, Mark Hatfield's son, Visco, is an internationally known photographer. Mark Hatfield, for those who may not yeah. remember, was uh, and uh, a Christian uh, who was quite well known during the uh, 1970s uh, 
in the United States. He was a senator from Oregon, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, right. He was uh, governor of Oregon. He was uh, secretary of state of Oregon. He held out about every office you could hold in Oregon. Yeah. And then he was a senator, United States senator, for 30 years. Yeah. yeah. But his son, Visco, whom I had not really seen since he was a boy, um, I offered to photograph... Uh, Jesus of Divine Mercy yeah. for free. If I pay, said pay my expenses and I'll do it for free, and here's a guy who's used to internationally uh, photographing yeah. people like Monet and Renoir, and I said, "Well, yeah. I'm not that quality of an artist, but you can't beat the subject." <laughs> and he said, "True." So anyway, the, just last week we began Holy Week. The poor museum had to deframe. Jesus. Oh. He came out of his frame for the first time in 20 years. In order to get a good picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's wow. that's the story of divine. Wow. That, that's an incredible story. I imagine, just from the way this happened, that it was, it was a, a real source of uh, devotion and conversation <clears throat> at that gathering back in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, and and then it's wound up uh, on on the uh, an editor asked if they could have the face <laughs> for the cover of a a prayer book, uh, you know, uh, in a, an amalgamation of of special devotions, not just to Divine Mercy, but well, wow. I, I'm just, I mean, it's funny. We've known each other for many years now. Mm. That's the first mm. time I've heard this story. Um, um, what? So after such a remarkable set of instructions uh, and circumstances, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, does the picture just not, I mean, I realize you now have a photo of it for the book, mm. but um, was it something that uh, they weren't going to, they wouldn't use in Stockbridge? I mean, what, it sounds like this was important and somebody would want to have it out in public. Well, the problem, <laughs> again, is the size. The size of it. Okay. Yeah, Stockbridge was interested, and then they said, oh, and, and so was Divine Mercy Center here in, in Detroit, but it, they walked around, couldn't, where can we yeah. have seven feet wall? Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. That, to display it properly. Um, but uh, it was interesting. Visco made a comment that I've, uh, and here's another, you know, I, I, Talk about Mark Twain moments where Mark Twain, did you know Mark Twain said coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous? I didn't know that originated with him. I know that. I know you, thought it was Einstein, you thought it was Einstein, right? No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know where it came from. I, 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 I don't know who said it to me first, but I said, I like that. Yeah, I know. I've always know. used it. <laughs> oh, yeah. you too? I yeah. Use it, yeah, yeah, I use it a lot. Well, give it to Mark Twain. Okay. Some people try to give it to Einstein, but then I looked it up in the... On Google, and and they said there, while it had been attributed to him, there's no evidence uh, when they <laughs> that he actually said it. So okay. I, uh, I I think it sounds more like Mark Twain. It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where were we? I lost myself. <laughs> well, the we're talking about the coincidence in the use oh. of the picture. Oh uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because it because of its size, uh, 
you know, it's it's very difficult to find the right place. And even in the museum, they did display it different places. But they said even in a university, they didn't have that many walls. Yeah, <laughs> there were yeah. Seven. But Visco made a very interesting oh, – this is what we were talking about, coincidence. Um, Visco Hatfield, who, as I said, has photographed all over the world uh, striking pieces of art, he said, you know what would be the best for this painting? He said – would be on an entirely dark or black wall with with just the painting alone and a light coming down on it. Yeah. And I thought, and I was picturing that, and the, what do I do yesterday but go to an exhibit at the DIA where that's exactly what they did with the paintings for the, uh, there's an exhibit there now, women artists, and oh. it, and I thought, He's absolutely right. It's very, it's a very striking uh, way to display a painting. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I'd love to. I hope that you'll be able to. Uh, of course, once the book is out, people get to see it. I, yeah. I hope you can find a permanent display for it. Yeah. Well, the the, the archdiocese was interested too, but they had they want to have. Uh, this is something maybe we can help them. Uh, get is they want a, a cultural center, an art and cultural center right there near the cathedral, but they're several years away from having any anything. So um, mm, yeah, we're okay. not, but all those are possibilities. Yeah, well let's I keep talking about it. This is a great story and uh, again, it, you are telling it in the, the book uh, yeah, that'll be right, out when? Right, uh, September. Okay, okay. Well, we'll make sure that we continue to uh, remind people of the book. And, of course, you and I will be talking regularly, you know, right. till then. So, yep. Peggy, thanks. Remarkable story. Oh, thanks this, for having me. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing the stories that people...